0: Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B O M B A S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, you're feel. Thank you. everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Um, we are uh, 12 weeks into the baby. 14, 20, 21, 22. 22 weeks.
1: Wait, why did you say 12 at first?
0: Yeah, I just had to do the math in my head very quickly. Oh. 12's always a number. Uh-huh. The end. <laughs> uh, so, quick uh, bit of news at the top. Next week... We're taking the week off from recording the episode, unless anything fun happens. But there will still be two bonus episodes coming for those who are Patreon members. So if you really are like, oh, I can't do Christmas without Matt and Dory, there's a way. Go join our Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash excellentadventure. Uh, Okay, that's that business.
1: Um, Also, our t-shirts, I believe, are going to be for sale indefinitely now. The end. Um, you can get those on cottonbureau.com. They're also still those service baby onesies.
0: Oh, yeah. We should get one for our we service gotta, baby. Yeah, we
1: got to get one for our service baby.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Look, when well, you want to go on a plane, but you don't want to feel bad about dragging a child on board,
1: you say, He's my service baby. He's <laughs> the
0: service baby. It's my emotional support <laughs> baby. So,
1: also, if you've ever done that on a plane, please tell us.
0: <laughs> I can't imagine anyone's actually done that
1: it would be amazing if they had
0: true very true
1: um little update on me and my pregnancy not much is happening (laughs) i'm in this like feeling okay zone um i can feel the baby he's not really kicking but he's like moving around oh bo came over here right as i said i can feel the baby interesting um
0: oh you're our baby don't worry
1: I've been sleeping okay. I'm not like in pain when I sleep yet, so I feel like I'm in a I'm in a decent spot. I'm I've been working out, which is nice. Um, so yeah, so I feel like I'm 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 in this like golden age of pregnancy that will probably get bad soon.
0: Well, when it does, think back on this time fondly. I will. Okay, yeah, Bo, I know. You are like a little monster who. Just comes awake when we need him not to be.
1: Yep. You were lying so quietly and sleepily just two minutes ago. All right, Bo. All right. You know what? Matt's going to stop petting you now and ignore you.
0: I'm going to stop petting you now and I'm ignoring you, but you're going to take down all of the podcast equipment with your giant paws. (laughs) Oh, boy. So.
1: (laughs) Bo. Bo, come on. Get out of there. Could you back your back that ass up? Yep. There, there you go. There you go. Okay. No. Go. Get Thank out of, you. Good goodbye. Get out of our faces. Goodbye. Get out of our faces. Thank you.
0: Here, you can chase this cow
1: down. Oh, he actually went for it.
0: <laughs> don't bring it back over here. Just chew it in that general area. Thanks, buddy.
1: Um. Do we have any other updates? I don't think so.
0: Uh. What has changed since last week? Um, hmm, the Christmas tree is decorated?
1: Yes. That's, I
0: believe, new. We got it on Saturday of last week. We told everybody about that.
1: We haven't decorated it by the time we recorded Didn't it?
0: Didn't we not even assemble it until Sunday day?
1: I don't remember the the sequence of events. Nor do
0: I. It's all blending together.
1: Um, Yes, we decorated our tree. We got a fake tree this year for the first time. I'm very happy with it. Yeah. Um, It looks lovely. I was a little wary because in the store, the one they had on display looked like it was a dead tree.
0: Well, if you look at pictures of our trees in the past compared to this one, it still looks like a dead tree. Because our previous trees have been so green and vibrant. Right. This one is like...
1: This one's green, though. The one in the store looked truly dead. Well,
0: it was under fluorescent lights.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: That's the trouble, you know. That's the trouble with the lights uh, in a store. The fluorescent lights are just like, uh, you know.
1: uh, We're gearing up for our Christmas purge.
0: Which I thought occurred on Christmas, and I've been informed it does not.
1: Well, it it can occur on Christmas. I mean, it was my
0: idea, and all of a sudden it's a different idea.
1: I just assumed you meant, like while we were off those days would be a purge not Um, the actual day like maybe we would do so on the actual day of christmas but it wouldn't just be on the actual day of christmas
0: i mean we have got a lot to do
1: that's what i mean i don't think it's i think it's going to take us more than one day so much to do so i think we're gonna have to really get organized here
0: i have to get rid of all of my physical media so if anybody out there has any ideas of how i get rid of all these blu-rays Let me know. I mean, what do I do with them? Burn them? Do
1: you want to put them in a book?
0: (laughs) No. Put them in a book. That is... And then, you know, in 10 years when we move out of a house into another house, it'll be like, why do I have this book of Blu-rays?
1: that's what i say every time i move the books exactly. CDs I exactly
0: you have two thousand cds that are sitting around yep i don't have two thousand blu-rays but you know it's a decent amount i bet andy will take some
1: oh, oh yeah good idea. yeah
0: now we're talking <laughs> single andy yep he has space
1: um yeah so that's that's what's happening we're gonna make cinnamon rolls on Christmas.
0: Yeah, I guess that's gonna be a fun thing to do.
1: Never made cinnamon rolls.
0: I guess, you know. We'll do that.
1: I would also like to watch a movie.
0: She wants to watch a movie? Oh.
1: We got the screener for the Mary Poppins movie, so maybe we can watch that.
0: Sure. Um Otherwise, you know, I haven't been to Vegas. Been working a lot. Hmm. So it's like, you know, it's like such a sprint to the holiday always every year. Yeah. It's not even a sprint. It's more of like a 40-week marathon (laughs) with this period of uphill. It's a marathon that you run
1: at the pace of a sprint.
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: That sounds like hell.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure other people have uh, stuff going on. What do you guys got going on? Hello?
1: Anybody out there? <laughs> <laughs> um, as a, just a reminder, please leave your Apple Podcast reviews. Even just a rating helps us out. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash Adventure. Uh, our website is excellentadventure.com. and as Matt mentioned, you can support us on Patreon and get up to two bonus episodes a month at patreon.com slash Our Twitter is at excellentpod, and you can email us at and matt at gmail, matt and Dory at gmail, and phone number is 413-461-BABY. So last week was kind of an intense episode. It was? Yeah. We had that whole discussion at the top of the show.
0: Oh, I feel like I talked a lot and you didn't say much.
1: Well, we got a lot of uh, listener responses to that discussion.
0: Let me guess. 100% of people think Matt's the best. Yes. Is that true? No.
1: Ah. <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> so was I. <laughs>
0: really, like, uh, had a little glimmer of light in my life for, I know, for you, half a second. You did. You I was like, like, wait, what? Finally? <laughs>
1: I mean, look, I I chose a few emails that I thought.
0: This is the problem, guys. Were Never trust the news source if the source providing it is the news.
1: Okay, Donald Trump.
0: No, no, I'm saying if the source is the news.
1: Okay, um, now,
0: I'm not saying don't trust the news. All right, I'm saying like don't trust press releases from the White House. <laughs>
1: Okay, so this is the equivalent. Dory yeah. is the White House. Here, we anyway, go. uh, I don't know. I thought everyone's insights were really interesting and valuable. Okay, so I'm just going to preface Pick it by saying, go for it. All right, this is from. I'll
0: respond in kind.
1: Rebecca, hi guys. I'm listening while painting my apartment, but I had to stop because the fight you are having is one I know well. Matt, you are gaslighting, Dory, and you're doing it through possibly not quite conscious, feigned obliviousness. I believe you know deep down when you're about to buy another guitar or go to Vegas or whatever that you should talk about it with your partner.
0: I don't, but continue.
1: But you might reject that little ding of responsibility as a ding to your dopamine thrill of getting what you want. You want that high and you don't want to mess with it but you know you do that you should, even if in the moment you reject thinking about it. You don't want Dory to spoil it with responsibility. So you pretend you don't hear the ding. Slipping through what Dory sees as loopholes is you ducking the ding so you don't have to think about and feel governed or surveilled. Dory, I suspect the crux of the issue for you is that because you are about to have a baby and are looking out over your own cliff of responsibility that you fear having to be Matt's parent as well. To have to tell him what the rules are when he is a grown-ass adult, married man, and should know that marriage, two adults sharing a household and moving through the world together, requires both parties following the spirit of the agreement and not semi-consciously looking for loopholes in the fine print, aka acting like a child. And Matt may be feeling especially ungovernable, not just because his needs are about to move a slot down on the priorities list, but because he is facing the idea of meeting his wife as a mother, and that's scary. So I think this is hap- So what I think is happening is Dory is feeling especially, quote, parent, because she doesn't want to have to do this after the baby is born when she has a child. She wants it to end before that now. I think that this is ultimately Matt's issue to resolve, not to chip away at, but have it come to Jesus about. It's not about <laughs> loving guitars or Vegas. It's about seeing your wants within the greater context of your family's needs, concerns, and hopes as a whole. You don't need to go to Vegas five times before the baby is born, for Christ's sakes. You need to go once. You are not in supermarket sweep. You are not a child in 1992 with a little bag of Gushers that you don't want to share. Love the pod, and I believe in you.
0: Uh, Look, I'll share the Gushers. What flavor? Uh, I don't even know what flavors of Gushers there were. Mm, all right. I'm guessing red.
1: Sure. I mean, what do you make of her analysis?
0: Um, I don't know because I don't I, look. I'm I'm talking about this 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 period of time as though it's pre baby. Uh so yeah. I mean, I, look, I, I, I don't know. I assume everything changes when the baby's here, so I don't know. I don't anticipate not. Uh, I just I, I feel like I'm getting prejudged for how I will be once the baby is here.
1: No, I think you're getting judged for what you said last week.
0: Well, she's saying that. You're going to have to parent both of us unless I have a come to Jesus moment.
1: Mm-hmm. I think she's saying that I already feel like I have to parent you and I want it to stop.
0: I know you feel like you do, but I don't think you do.
1: But you're the one who says you want rules, which is like what a parent does for I want a kid. Rules.
0: Oh, I just want to know what I shouldn't look because, hey, like, things that like upset you don't upset me. So, but I think that's, that's what she's. I
1: think that's what she's talking about. That's the difference when she says seeing your wants within the greater context of your family's needs, concerns, and hopes as a whole.
0: Right? Yeah, I know. But
1: like, you're seeing those as just what I want and imposing these things on look, you. Look, Dory
0: really wants to buy a house. I don't. So this is like the thing. So then what happens is the whole want then becomes just what Dory wants, which is to buy a house.
1: You're you're totally changing the subject.
0: No, no, no. I'm just like, get an example of a, we're a family of two people right now. Uh huh. And so it is like, it should be 50, 50. Like, so what I want and what you want, but inevitably what happens is we just end up doing what you want. The things
1: that I want are towards, it's, it's a progression. It's towards a goal.
0: Right, yeah, you have a goal of wanting to buy a house, and right, I have because, no desire to own because a because
1: owning a home is for you, for us, for you is something that symbolizes permanence and the family, and it's another you. step. Yeah, it's but to a lot of people, this I know, is what it I look to a
0: lot of people, you know, it it, it doesn't. So I to that point.
1: Like, I just feel like, it's like your yes, wants are totally focused on you.
0: No, they're not. My wants are totally focused on me. You are a cuckoo bird.
1: And it feels like my wants are focused on us.
0: Honey, I live to do things for people. Mm. It's literally what I do.
1: All right, well, I'm going to read this next email from Sarah. I'm doing what I never thought I would do and stopping the podcast because I'm dying while listening to episode 206.
0: Inside or on the outside?
1: Unclear. You guys are fighting regarding the fact that Matt claims he can't do anything right, and Dory's trying to explain that she just doesn't want to actually be Matt's keeper. It is like this is my life I'm listening to, only with some slight adjustments. Let's
0: hear it. What are the adjustments? My
1: husband is exactly the same with money and claims he doesn't understand why anyone would save money when they could just enjoy it. He makes much wow. more than me. Hold
0: on, I don't say that ever. I don't say why. <laughs> why save it when you can spend it? That's not a thought. But that's of mine. how you act. Uh, you do say. You always say. I feel. You always say. I have a money burning a hole in my pocket. Mm-hmm. That's a fun thing you like to say.
1: That's how it feels.
0: Yeah, I know, but like, whenever it's like, do you have cash to blah blah blah? I'm like. Yeah, here.
1: Okay, okay. I mean, I'm just saying. Can I continue?
0: I Yeah, I don't know. I get counterpoint, point, counterpoint. What is happening here?
1: Um, he makes much more than me currently, so this has been challenging. Only recently has he come around regarding some issues when we had a huge money emergency and had to ask my parents for help. Also regarding rules, Matt, what I think you aren't getting is the fact that Dory doesn't want to monitor or scold you. She just wants you to act responsibly and respectfully of your life together by making common sense, rational decisions. She shouldn't have to tell you to not risk large sums of money or spend large chunks of it on frivolous items. Risk. It is a terrible feeling being the rulemaker <clears throat> when your partner is constantly resentful about the rules they claim they have no problem following. My husband and I don't have any children, partly because of money and partly because I know that I should that should I have to be responsible for the dog. The money worries him and a baby. I will go insane and hate him. Uh the Vegas thing is also so fascinating. I'm not a therapist, but I can for sure see Dory's point of view with her confusion as to why Matt wants to go so often. I can only assume it is some kind of escape for Matt and Dory instinctually wonders why you need to escape so frequently. And then by proclaiming to Dory, well, nobody is stopping you. You can go wherever you want. Just go. You aren't taking into account that one travel while she's pregnant or with a small infant is laughable too. Maybe she doesn't want to escape, but still wants to also feel like an individual who has fun and freedom. I do not think that Matt is by any means a bad person. He has a lot to offer and is an honest soul, <laughs> but I will say some of the things he said. were super passive aggressive.
0: Oh, that's my, that's my speciality.
1: The main goal is to make you Dory as happy as possible. I'm number five on the list. That seems like a low blow way to end the conversation with guilt and no real resolution. When Matt falls into the trap of saying absolutes like I can never or no matter what I do, definitely take a step back and realize that as as annoyed as you are in the moment of feeling inadequate or incorrect, Dory most likely feels despair and sadness at having to once again repeat the same complaints that she shouldn't even need to make in the first place. A good practice I've done is to see if the things my husband and I are doing are truly reproachable is pretending that our situation is being told to me about someone else and see what my gut reaction is. Would I think they were an asshole? Would I tell them to defend themselves? What would I say to a friend who said their husband wants to go to Vegas four times in four months before the birth of their baby? See above. I've been listening from the beginning and know how hard relationships are. Humans are just garbage at looking at themselves in relation to others. You guys are both so smart and creative and funny. You'll be great parents, and I'm sure Bo will be a wonderful big brother. Just back up. Appreciate how much you mean to each other. Realize that your goal is to work as a team, and remember that life is too short for meaningless bullshit conflict. Keep being great, Sarah. Another rulemaker from Nashville.
0: Now Nashville's a great guitar city. Carter Ever, Carter Vintage Guitars. Been to Nashville? I have. Zany's in Nashville, but I've never um, guitar shopped there. Hmm. Look, I don't know what to say to people it, does sound, it sounds like a lot, I think To go to Vegas four times in four months I also don't logically think that that's going to happen I like to say it, but I don't really see when I'll have time
1: But then why say it?
0: So that when I go three times, it's less than four <laughs> But you know what I mean, I think, do you? I guess. Um, Yeah, I I wish people could understand the... I don't know. I don't know what they need to understand. Whatever. They seem to have a firm grasp on me. They've been listening long enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just don't. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> it's just it just seems. Um, I don't know.
1: You know what else I think it is about the the Vegas thing in particular that just like n- is grinds annoying, your gears, grinds my gears. Yeah, what
0: grinds your gears, honey? I mean.
1: Is like you don't even say, "Hey, you know it would be great." If we went away for a weekend somewhere, well,
0: we're supposed to go to the up north to the French Mm -hmm. Laundry. That's the plan.
1: Yeah, but like, is that happening? Who's planning it?
0: Well, I am going to have to. I mean, a lot of this is going to depend on how long I am working.
1: But it's like that seems like an afterthought to your priority of going to Vegas.
0: It's not because that the the Vegas needs no planning. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's not a thing that I have to worry about. How do I get there? Uh, when do I get there? Uh, how do I get a hotel? It's all mm. very... I also worry... Th- I Don't worry. Whatever. People can judge me however they feel. Um, going to Vegas from Los Angeles is not a, a big ordeal. Pe- I'm sure people think I'm like getting on planes and stuff and... <laughs> I just, no, no, but, just I don't well I don't know I mean when I didn't live in Los Angeles I didn't know
1: all right so well, for those
0: of you wondering it's uh pretty much a one highway drive once you get on the 15 and it's uh if you're if there is no traffic it's less than four hours I
1: mean that's not really the
0: point but okay no 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 I, the, the, I just don't It just doesn't seem like a big deal to me to go to Las Vegas in the sense of its proximity. It's the perfect distance away. I'm going to play a voicemail. Oh, boy. I can't even defend myself.
2: Hi, Matt and Jory. This is Rebecca from Middleton. I haven't left a message in quite a while, but uh, this week's episode made me stop and call in because I feel like uh, you're... Version of your second part of the real, real made me realize like how similar your arguments were to what my husband and I went through. Uh, and I think from what I've heard, it it just sounds like there's a lot of problems with giving up control and, and, and maybe having different expectations and, and, it really does sound like there are communication issues, um, because some of what you guys argued about, I went through with my husband, and we're actually, you know, divorcing. So I'm pretty concerned. And obviously, that doesn't mean that will happen to you guys, but
0: um, no, it does.
2: Maybe, maybe a, a couple therapy sessions would really help with getting you guys on the same page. Um, I can see why Matt wants to go to Vegas. Uh, you know, change is hard, and the things that you really love to do, you might not be able to do anymore. Uh, if I had a kid, I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, having to give up video games is pretty scary, so, you know, if he needs to go to Vegas a couple times before the baby comes, I, I don't think that should be an issue as long as, you know, he's responsible about how much he spends, um... And, Dory, it it, it sounds like you, you just want him to be around. Maybe, like you said, maybe you want to go somewhere alone, but it sounds like you guys just want to go somewhere with him together that's not Vegas. So maybe, you know, you can go somewhere in nice. I have no idea <laughs> what's in California that's nice.
0: That's a good um, point, nothing.
2: Maybe just what? take a, a weekend to relax and... Know, hash things out, and uh, hopefully things will
0: work. All right, have a good week. Bye. What a diet! That was like a future person calling from the future, being like, "Guys, I'm warning you." What what are you looking at me like?
1: Uh, I just, uh, I mean, that was a pretty depressing email, uh, voicemail.
0: I think that uh, she's ultimately going to be happier.
1: It sounds like it. Yeah. I,
0: I Look, I don't know. I don't know what it is that. Um, how do I phrase this in a way that doesn't sound? Hmm. I don't have it. I don't know.
1: Okay. What do you want? I want us to be on the same page And it feels like we're not on the same page We're not on the same page
0: I think the religion thing is going to be a little bit Even more um, tenuous Than I thought it would Um,
1: Yeah because you've suddenly decided that Your religion means more to you than you thought it did
0: I didn't suddenly decide that I maybe discovered it Just by It's just the vitriol with which you speak of it It's not
1: vitriol
0: I just don't like your blanket d- denial of it, and I'm just like, okay, look, I get it. I guess I don't know, so that's like this whole other issue that we have to land on at some point and resolve. I mean, there, but there is no resolution. We resolved it is it. just Dory. That is <laughs> yeah, the resolution because
1: that is something that we've discussed for four years. That was discussed before we even got married.
0: Andy wants to know if I want to pop over to Smorgasbord before the podcast today. And I'm now uh, telling him I'm recording a podcast. I don't get to just hang out.
1: Also, Smorgasbord is downtown.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Um, Look, so uh, there's a lot, guys. There's a lot of uh, issues we're going to have to peel back here. And I just don't know the best way to navigate them.
1: Well, I think a couples therapist is a good idea.
0: I think it's a good idea as well. I don't know when that's going to happen.
1: My therapist also suggested that I go with you to therapy a couple times.
0: I don't know if that's a thing you should... You, is that a thing people do?
1: That was my question, and she said yes.
0: All right. Come on. Swing by. Talk to Kirby. Have a good time.
1: I mean, us together. Like, I would come to one of your sessions.
0: That's... I know.
1: Okay. The way you said it made it sound like... You were just going to have me like swing by and talk to him myself. No. Okay. All right.
0: Anyway. So look, there's all these things like Dory has these very uh, firm absolutes in her head that I can't, uh, like, why does she get to have absolutes? I don't. That's not fair.
1: You have absolutes. Like? Like going to Vegas. No,
0: this is about the child, honey. This is not about Vegas right now. Okay. Okay. Like, you didn't even question the circumcision. You didn't even question.
1: Because he's Jewish. <sighs> I don't really want to go into this. right I
0: anymore. know. But that's what I'm saying. You have all these things in your head that, like, you don't particularly actually ever consider what I think about them.
1: Because I was clear about that from before, like, when we got together. Mm-hmm. But that was a non-negotiable. So yes, it is an absolute.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you can't... I'm not saying that... you agreed that the, to it.
0: I'm happy to raise a Jewish child. But the, 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 the problem, I think, is just the... You know...
1: I think the, the problem is that you didn't totally understand what that meant.
0: It just seems like a whole other set of uh, children that he'll meet that will have birthday parties. <laughs> It's like, I mean, come on, guys. How many fucking birthday parties do we have to go to? Mm. I don't know if anyone at home knows this, but the underlying issue I have with having children is the idea of having to go to birthday parties on weekends for children. Thank you. Now that we've understood that. (laughs) There's like a blanket rule where, guess what, Matt? You don't have to take the kid to any birthday parties? Oh, I'd be a much easier person to deal with. (sighs) Okay.
2: Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks. Tease. And underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but, like, I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little. Just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, And they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. you know the stripes on the top of it's like oh hey look at me I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all I'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel. Thank you. Back from the break. (laughs) Take five. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Um...
1: It's been an interesting day.
0: It's been quite a day. I hope it's a day that makes my wife uh, be able to sleep a little better.
1: Um, Matt reassured me about some things related to money, mainly by showing me that he doesn't spend as much money as I had been fearing.
0: <laughs> AKA, I just cracked open uh, the, big, the bank account.
1: The, the business. We have a business account. Yeah. Whatever. It's complicated.
0: We essentially both work as freelance human beings who do contract work for people. But
1: this also is like, oh, I should be looking at that account more. Uh Uh-huh. You know? Sure. That's on me.
0: you, You never ask.
1: I know. I should ask more. Yeah.
0: I mean, look, it's just like, guys, here's the thing. I think she's thinking I spend all of the money that comes in. So I was like, this feels like you think I spend all the money. Let me open the account and show you I don't spend all the money.
1: And then we paid off a little bit of the last IVF credit card. This
0: is a, what, a, what a day it has been. And quite frankly, I feel like uh, maybe she can trust me a little more than she thought she could. Yeah. She's just nodding. <laughs> it's a podcast. Don't nod.
1: <laughs> I think it's good that we're having these conversations.
0: Uh, look, I, you know, I'd like to clear the deck before the child comes. Same. So, you know, get it all out. What's the problem? What's a solution? How do we avoid future problems? You know? I feel
1: like, you know what? I feel like we're getting there. I don't. You don't? No. Why?
0: Because, I. I, I don't know. I do... Oh, God. Here he comes again. It's out of control. By the way, if everyone's wondering, Bo is being a real pain in the butt throughout the break, and we let him out, and uh, he just uh, went outside and laid down. Yeah. Couldn't be bothered to lay down in the house. Nope. <laughs> he needed the concrete. Yeah. Um <clears throat> What's the summary here?
1: You don't feel better.
0: I you don't, don't feel like feel, we resolved anything. No, I hope we did resolve that because what always seems to be your issue is I think you think, and tell me if I'm wrong, I think you think a paycheck comes in and I go, what can I spend this paycheck on?
1: No, that's not what I think. Okay. I think it's not <clears throat> quite so conscious in that way but i think i think when you see something you want you generally just buy it
0: uh well now under 500 dollars, sure
1: now you've changed slightly with that rule i
0: made an adjustment i've been been a week here
1: yeah which is great um but i think i just that mentality is not familiar to me
0: which which is what
1: i buy oh, wa- buying whatever I want. You see
0: what you want and then you go, eh, I should get that. Yeah. I don't, okay. I don't do that. All right.
1: I also think just like on a basic level, we have so much stuff. You just call me basic? Yep. That adding more stuff. We have like, a lot of stuff. <laughs> like, That's
0: absolutely true. Like
1: we should not be buying this much stuff.
0: But I have to say, for someone who has had as much stuff like bullshit stuff. I have I have tried to make an adjustment from where I was previously to the sense of like, I look at things and I go, I certainly don't know what I would do with that, nor where I would put it. Good. And then I go, I don't need that.
1: That is a great step.
0: Now, the big, I think the biggest problem in the realm of stuff is how big guitars are. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. That is a problem.
0: Like, think about this room right now. If there were no no guitars, nothing guitar related in it. What what would be in here?
1: There'd be so much more space. Well,
0: also, what would be in here? It'd be nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. So, my point there is, I wish I liked smaller things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should have taken up uh ukulele?
0: Yeah, or mandolins.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, a nice uh, lore style. Anyway, go ahead.
1: Well, I was going to move on from this whole topic.
0: It was a great topic, and we took a lot of, we took a fun run at it.
1: We did. Thank you all for your uh, feedback, everyone. We got a lot of it. It's nice to know that the eggheads are listening.
0: Yeah. Not one of them was supportive of me, but was it, okay.
1: That's, that's not totally true, but we're going to move on.
0: Dory did put all the emails together. So if you wrote a supportive email to me and it didn't get read, you know why.
1: Okay. This is from Allison. Um... Hi guys, long time listener, first time emailer. I love that you guys are continuing the podcast, but sometimes I feel like you skipped the pregnancy part.
0: <laughs>
1: so here's my story slash question. I'm 15 weeks pregnant with a science fetus. Uh-huh. Congratulations. With the whole IVF process, I wasn't allowed to do any exercise and was never really super into exercising before anyway. But now that I'm allowed to, excuse me, I feel like I should be doing something active. So I just started trying out prenatal yoga at a local yoga studio. Overall, I really like it, but it's a lot of talking about everyone's ailments and then a fair amount of advice from the instructor, which I'm not sure how I feel about. Then we do a little bit of yoga, a little bit of breathing and a little bit of chanting. Dory, I've been curious about your experiences with prenatal yoga and what your pregnancy exercise routine has been. Thanks for sharing. Well, Allison, um, I've gone to prenatal yoga classes there's one that I go to pretty consistently, and then there's two others that I've gone to um, a couple times. So I've I've I now have experience with three different prenatal yoga teachers, and I think pretty much across the board, the whole like introducing yourself and saying like how far along you are and how you're feeling is pretty standard. That seems to be the case across the board. Um, in terms of like the advice from the instructor, that has also been pretty consistent like within sort of no one i I haven't heard anyone offering like real medical advice but um you know there's definitely the teacher gives like some feedback but it's usually pretty quick like i wouldn't say in any class it's lasted longer than 10 minutes that whole preliminary part
0: yeah well i've never been to a prenatal yoga class
1: partners are welcome
0: oh i didn't know that yep i
1: definitely not still be there. I know. Um, and then we the, the one class I go to, it's an hour and 10 minutes. And I would say we do like 10 minutes of introduction, then probably like 50 or so minutes of like active yoga. And then there's kind of a little more chill part. Um
0: I like a chill part.
1: So it's like, I think it's a, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good yoga class, I think. Um, so I supplement that as well with, I've been going back to Broadway dance class like once a week, one to two times a week. Um, and then I also go to the gym a couple times a week. And at the gym I will do, I'll like walk on the treadmill for usually about half an hour. I do it at like an incline of, Anywhere from like 2.5 to 3.5, depending on how I'm feeling. And I walk at like 3.2 um, miles per hour. So, you know, it gets my heart rate up. I'm not like dying, but it feels pretty good. So I'll, I'll walk for half an hour and then I'll do some free weights and some um, leg machines like the hip abduction because I think it's important to keep your hips and your legs strong Um, and then I will get on the, I'll I'll do the foam roller. So I'll foam roll my back out, which always feels great. And then I'll foam roll my legs and, um, do some more stretching and then I'm done. So it's close to an hour. And then I've also been walking. I don't know where you live. It might not be the right weather for outdoor walking, but there's a reservoir, Um, not far from us that I walk around sometimes and it's just over three miles long. So it's a nice hour long walk for me. Mm. So I do all those things. I'm just trying to kind of stay active, but like pretty low impact.
0: Low impact activity is my kind of activity.
1: Like I haven't, Oh, I did do a bar class the other day, but I haven't gone back to any of my like, you know, high high, the interval training or, you know, circuit training classes or anything like that. Um, cause that's like a little much. So I hope that answers your question. Um, all right. This is from Eric. He says, I have a quick tip sh- to share. Mm-hmm. Be warned. Your friends will think you're crazy if you do it. But for us, it works amazing. We have a lot of pets, two dogs and three cats. So help. So to help keep pets and their fur out of the baby's room, we installed a screen door and it works better than we ever thought it would. The plan was to do it for a month or so until everyone got accustomed to each other, but it works so well, we've left it up. Now, if the baby is taking a nap, we can leave her main door open and just close the screen door if we don't feel like dragging the baby monitor around with us. Or if she's playing in her room and wants a snack, she can sit at her table without a couple of dogs coming in to help themselves. We had lots of people think we were nuts for doing it, including my parents, but we recommend it to everyone. Also, it was cheaper than buying a baby gate.
0: I suppose it would be, yeah, screen door.
1: I don't know how much does a screen door cost.
0: Less than a baby gate, obviously. I mean, I guess. I mean, I suppose it depends on the quality of the uh, screen door you're getting.
1: And the baby gate that you're getting.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Could we put a screen door in here? How weird would that be?
1: I think it would be weird. Also, like, I can't imagine... Should
0: we have screen doors everywhere?
1: Leaving a, a baby napping with the door open.
0: Well, if you're quiet, I suppose that works, right?
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's an interesting idea.
0: It's outside the box, and that's what it's I outside like. Outside the it's box, a life hack.
1: Um, all right, we got a couple more Bo emails. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> what he's very popular.
1: He is. This is from Wendy. Um, she went to a pregnancy and dog webinar and learned. Oh, a few that's things. interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so she says the earlier you can start introducing new things to Bo, the better so baby's crib slash bassinet slash rocking chair slash any new piece of furniture should come out and be put in place as early as you can this also includes introducing him to strollers especially if you plan on walking him and baby at the same time you might look slightly insane slightly But walking him in an empty stroller was recommended, at least until he seems comfortable walking alongside it. They also recommended that you start introducing new baby scents to him early. So if you plan on using a particular type of baby shampoo or soap, dab some on a towel and place it in various rooms of the house so it becomes familiar to him. The idea is to minimize the number of changes he has to deal with as much as possible. I know you have a dog walker but maybe have the contact info for some backup walkers available in case things are just too much for you on a given day and your regular walker is busy. Is Bo crate trained? If not, maybe consider training him to be comfortable either in a crate or pen or room. Basically train him to be okay being in the same house with you but not in the same room as you. Mm. That's what our behaviorist told us to do that we
0: Yeah. I mean him. he's he's comfortable not in a room with us like as Illustrated by yes, right now. Yes,
1: but would he be comfortable in the bedroom if we closed the door and he wasn't allowed to leave the bedroom?
0: That's what we have to figure out. Yeah. Maybe today we should try a little... I think we some should Kongs fill
1: and, up some Kongs. and just do the quick...
0: Quick little... Uh, see how he does... Yeah. I think it'll be a good thing if like when Andy comes over to record Star Trek.
1: I think that is... That's not a good thing to start with. It's
0: maximum overdrive? Yeah,
1: I think the thing to start with is putting him in there for five with minutes... With a con with just us. We're just, like, kind of quiet in the house and see how he does. That's, like, first step. hmm And we work up to people coming You know what I do worry in. about
0: a little bit is the fact that sometimes when I go to bed, I find him sleeping on the floor in your office, which will be the baby's room.
1: Oh. Because
0: he thinks of that as his place.
1: Interesting. Does he?
0: Yeah. I, I would say... Probably three or four nights a week I find him in your office.
1: Really? Sleeping. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought he was always on the couch.
0: Not always, no. And sometimes he goes there. Sometimes if when I come home, he's on the couch. I go into my office. Then he's in there. I sometimes think he just likes to be equidistant.
1: <laughs> Between us? Yeah. That's funny. That could be. I also think like that room is kind of enclosed and safe. Mm-hmm. So maybe he likes that too. Yeah. I think. I think we need to get him acclimated to the back bedroom though. Of course. Um, all right. Lots of dogs. You are- do.
0: Honestly, you do have me thinking again to get slightly off topic. You have me thinking again about the bedroom switch, about whether or not it's a thing we should do. I know we landed on not doing it. We did. But who knows? It's going to be chaotic in here for the days that we're trying to move everything. Yep. Because there's nowhere to put anything. Correct. To like hang out. Yep. I guess I can clear the center of this room and that we can shuffle stuff into. But then what? It's very confusing. Mm -hmm. Also, like, when is this baby furniture coming?
1: Well, it can't come before there's room for it.
0: <laughs> well, I assume it would come not assembled. Correct. Ship flat probably. Yeah. So, it'd probably be good to get that ordered.
1: Okay. Let's get it ordered. Okay. Right on top of that, Rose.
0: All right. I mean, look and do a great job with those reports. <laughs>
1: Um, All right. Lots of dogs are okay being at home alone, but have a really hard time being separated from their owners at home.
0: Guys, she knows, um, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. But the other day when I said, we can't name a kid Alexander because that's Worf's kid, she goes, who's Worf? And then I go, how did I marry someone who doesn't know who Worf is?
1: And I said, you could have had your pick of uh, Trekkies who would have happily married you.
0: And I said, that's kind. And uh, I'll go uh, find one now.
1: And I said, goodbye. <laughs> that was our morning. <laughs> um, all right. <clears throat> have lots of frozen Kongs slash time consuming treats ready around the due date. Mm-hmm. If he's seeking attention, but you have your hands full with baby, you can buy hopefully around 30 minutes of peace with a full Kong. I like to fill them with low calorie treats and kibble and either water or low sodium broth. Oh, we've never filled them with any liquid.
0: Oh, you can't fill them with liquid. I think she, I believe she's saying to soak the kibble in the broth.
1: Oh, oh, to make oh! I get a little. I see. More
0: time-consuming. Got get it. Out. Got it. Got it.
1: Got it. It goes without saying, but never leave baby and Bo alone together. This applies to any dog, obviously. I'm not singling out Bo. Be aware of Bo's body language. If he looks uncomfortable around the baby, probably will be more of an issue when baby is mobile. Remove him from the situation. This is another reason why having a crate or special place for him to go is a good idea. He'll know he has a safe space where he can get away from little hands. I'm sure everything will be fine and Bo will be a very well-behaved older brother, but hopefully these suggestions can help you all feel a little better prepared. Mm
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm
1: those are all I mean those all kind of echo the suggestions that our behaviorist told us
0: Thank God she's not a quack <laughs>
1: Um so yeah let's 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 try that today
0: We are derelict in our duties on that I'll tell you that much everybody yep. It's it, it's been a, you know it's been a little more hectic around here than I thought it would be On my side of, of things as far as hours and such Yeah Oh, you know, so many hours, honey. You're just like every other hour, it's like, what's happening?
1: Um, all right. So, this is from Mike. Mike, um, he says, Matt, I'll 100% back you up on Vegas and your guitars if you can convince my wife. That me buying myself the Lego James Bond DB5 set was a smart decision.
0: The one that's sitting on my couch right now.
1: I mean, I didn't buy myself the $400 roller coaster set I also really wanted. So technically I (laughs) saved money, right? Yes. Bit of advice though, once Baby Boy Shafrira is out, do Dory some favors and take on a feed or two at night if you're both fine with using a bottle of breast milk or formula. I did that for my wife in the weeks after my daughter was born. And not only is it nice bonding time with baby, but giving Dory the chance to get a solid block of sleep makes everyone feel better. And Dory will likely be very appreciative.
0: I am happy to do so. We have, um, we have a, podca- a podcast. We have a uh, situation where I probably will be going to bed much later than Dory anyway, and it'll need a feeding. So, of course, if uh, she's open to bottle feeding,
1: all right, I'll do it. I'm up, I'm, I'm, I welcome bottle feeding. Okay. Uh, and then he says, please continue the podcast post-baby. Your banter slash relationship talk, particularly in this past episode, is one of the main reasons why I keep listening because of how raw and real it is. Plus, I've totally come up with the title for season three for you, The Shafrira Family Therapy Hour. <laughs> <laughs> All the best to the 3.5 view for the holidays Mike Hmm. I'm still We still don't know I'm still torn on that
0: Yeah We're the Natalie and Bruglio podcast right now
1: Also you know we've like lost some listeners Since we started talking about pregnancy
0: They'll come back Will they though? No Look, if you all tune out, then there's no reason to do the podcast. Yeah. So you have it in your hands, everybody. Right.
1: So it's like people... Want Either to...
0: <laughs> tell a friend or get out of our
1: face. Yeah. So it's nice that people want us to continue, but the, the numbers do not bear out uh, necessarily continuing.
0: Yeah. Starting a different podcast that is more on theme is also a possibility. Yeah. You know, and sort kind of, of putting sort of this one to bed. Letting this feed sort of go. Yeah. But okay. we don't know. Lots don't to discuss.
1: Um, <clears throat> we also heard from a bunch of people about sleep.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Okay. This is from Joanna, who starts by saying, I've been listening to you for years now. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Joanna. Um, I have two children, almost six and one and a half, who had significant food allergies from birth. They cried constantly and didn't sleep. During my maternity leave, my son screamed for 16 hours a day. When I went back to work at 10 weeks, he was unable to sleep more than 30 minutes in a row because, as it turns out, he was in constant belly pain from gut inflammation called colitis caused by allergic reactions to the foods I was eating while I was nursing. My daughter was similar, although I was better prepared the second time around. That's not intended to be a horror story, as it's rare and unlikely to happen to you or any of your listeners, but it is my baby's story. I got a lot of pressure from people who, ha- who care about me to sleep train using cry it out methods. First, if someone has not had a, quote, hard baby, he or she doesn't know what it's like. It's not imaginable to go for over a year with a child who screams and doesn't sleep to that extent. Second, the same thing doesn't work for all babies. Matt, I love you, but it's not a matter of putting your mind to it or being committed. Just because it worked for two babies the caller had doesn't mean it's going to work for your kid. We tried crying out with my older child as a baby. He screamed, not cried for two hours, and then started vomiting. So we stopped.
0: (laughs) Was he possessed?
1: It's not safe to have a baby vomiting unattended on his back. We weren't just being soft parents. Our bottom line is this. After what we went through with our babies, we have a policy by which we do not offer what was normal, shared unsolicited advice, or prescribed plans for other parents. We offer endless support, tell them that they will figure it out, and give them space to feel like they are struggling while still being a good parent. This policy arose out of complete frustration that we perceived and were told outright that other parents thought it was somehow our failure, that we just weren't committed to sleep training or didn't realize that babies cry sometimes or were reading too much into our baby's behavior or physical symptoms. As a parent, you realize that you must trust your gut feelings. And you also have to figure out what works for your baby Because they are all different Fingers crossed you have a brunch baby We are still in awe of those families Our babies got me kicked out of breastfeeding circles At two weeks old for so much screaming That the other moms couldn't hear P.S. My son is now outgrown his allergies And fingers crossed we hope my daughter Will get there someday too
0: Look there's so many horrifying uh, Ways child, Children can scream So
1: That is so true that is I don't so, know. so true.
0: Honey, I think we have to stop for our break.
1: Oh, that's true. We do.
0: So slow your roll.
2: Sorry about that. BRB. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50 luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns
0: okay we're back i can't believe people don't already have the socks i mean come on
1: i know they are they really are the best socks i like them a lot yeah
0: not even a lot i like them the most
1: yeah well you you ordered a lot of them <laughs> i put my
0: i put my money where my mouth is
1: You put your money where your feet are and
0: because i spent under 500 dollars, i did not inform dory <laughs> but i did inform her anyway
1: um all right this is from Anne marie uh Hi, Matt, Dorian, Bo. Thank you so much for your awesome podcast and for not whitewashing the tough spots of marriage, IVF, and early pregnancy. I'm an avid listener and fan who followed from Nerdist. Oh, thanks. I just wanted to clarify what Dory said about egg donation in Australia on episode 205. Let's hear it. It is not illegal to donate eggs in Australia. It's totally legal to donate both eggs and embryos, but they must be donated. You are not allowed to sell them.
0: Ah, oh. Like
1: our laws on surrogacy, it must be altruistic, not commercial. That does not mean it's free, just that the donator can't profit from it. But lawyers and IVF consultancies can certainly charge donatees for it. Since it's donation only, there's a long waiting list. And if you want specific characteristics, blonde, blue-eyed donor, for example, the wait list is very long. Sperm donation, I think, is similar as elsewhere. You get a list of potentials and you take your pick. Sperm is not such a big deal. Hmm. Interestingly, I work with possibly Australia's first donated embryo.
0: Whoa. (laughs) Celebrity.
1: As a grown-up, she's now 25-ish. 25-ish. Her two sets of parents met through IVF. Her biological parents had great baby success, then gave her little embryo self to the good friends they made during the process.
0: What about Five-ish?
1: For, for a name?
0: Uh-huh. Mm, no. Named like after Five-ish Finkel? Yes, I know
1: who Five-ish Finkel five-ish is. Five-ish
0: Finkel Myra? Five-ish Myra? uh no how old is he Eh, (laughs) five-ish see it'd be a lot of fun anyway go ahead okay
1: uh at the time embryo donation was not legal in the state of victoria so the collection and fertilization was done across the border and once created her little embryo self was brought over to victoria and implanted she was told of her origin as soon as she was able to understand and the families have maintained contact all through her life she says she has loads of habits and personality treats traits that are similar slash the same as her biological siblings and she gets along with them very well and is in good contact with them she also has a good relationship with both sets of parents she's super cool very well adjusted a walking advertisement for donation adoption it's all much easier now thankfully as for me my second transfer was apparently successful but my six-week scan on the 17th will reveal the truth of that i thought the two-week wait was long little did i know how long this wait would be mm. Thanks for all you do. Your podcasts and the community you've created are such a great resource and comfort for those on this shitty IVF merry-go-round. Much love and huge congrats on your pregnancy, Anne-Marie from Melbourne, Australia.
0: Thanks, Anne-Marie.
1: Um, and then she's a PS. Mm-hmm. Dory, is your book available on Audible in Australia? <laughs> I've looked for it multiple times, but I can't find it under title or author. Is this one of those shitty Australia's region does not have access things? Is there a work around the region thing? Ew. <sighs> I don't know. I believe you can get it in print in Australia.
0: You could also check, um, I'm sure she wants to use one of her Audible credits and that's why, but you could check um, an iTunes situation also. Mm. But, you know, I get it. You want to use a credit? Yeah. Me too, kiddo.
1: I don't know, though. There might be a rights issue. Mm. (sighs) All right. This is from Marshana, who found us through an ep- the episode of Committed that we were on. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, since she heard it, she has forsaken all their podcasts to play catch up on ours. And Good she,
0: God, you have been through a lot. She
1: stopped episode 89 to write this email.
0: <laughs> Jesus. What was that <laughs> one called? Do you remember? No. No. Wow.
1: Um, she has a few questions yeah. for us. Um, she, I'm condensing a bit cause she, these, this is quite long. Um, she's full-time work and full-time school. She doesn't have time to write creatively anymore. Mm-hmm. How did you find time to write your book when it seemed like you did not have a lot of time? Um, I found that blocking off very short intervals of time, like half an hour was very, um, helpful and productive for me. So if I could like wake up early and get half an hour done before, you know, I started getting ready for work, that was, that was great. There is, um, if you, if you Google the Pomodoro method, that's basically what it is. I think they do it in 15 minute intervals. Um, but the idea is like to basically set a stopwatch and time yourself Mm -hmm. and just give yourself, you're kind of sprinting for, you know, however long, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour if you have it um, and it, it accumulates like you can write a book in half an hour a day for sure. Also, I think because you know that you only in
0: half an hour, you can write a book a day for,
1: I don't know, six months, okay. nine months, 12 That's months. That's all
0: I'm looking for. I don't want people to run around thinking they can write a book in a half an hour a day for a week.
1: No. Um, but I think there's something about knowing that you only have that amount of time that makes you more productive. So mm. I would suggest starting there. Okay. Two. this question is for Matt. I'm at mm-hmm. the point in the podcast where you are dealing with the struggle to lose weight. <laughs> How much have you lost since then? June 18th, 2018. <laughs> and if you have not lost the weight, what do you think is holding you
0: back? Uh, well, since June 18th, probably, you know, probably 10 pounds. I mean, look, it's been six months, but it's not... Uh, I guess the point is I haven't gone up from there. Uh... You know, it's funny. It's the the holidays. You always think, oh, the holidays don't really affect me in that way, but they do because it it's the rest of stress that sort of just piles onto my my being. Uh, and and by that I mean like work inherently gets busier around this time for me, right? Um, and it just turns into a situation where I'm having, you know, I'm bringing my meals to work, but. Sometimes I don't have time to go microwave them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I wind up with like just eating what's at work. Which is usually not healthy. Yeah. For the most part, it it really is about what you choose to get over there. Uh, And then we also run into the thing of like we're in the room from 10 a.m. until let's say 11 p.m. midnight sometimes. Right. You wind up snacking more than you would at yeah, home. Yeah, of course. So here's how Here's how weirdly, uh, here's how my day went yesterday. I thought I had to podcast. I thought I had to do two podcasts with Andy. Turns out that's today. So yesterday I wound up with like, oh, wait, I have this time to do whatever. So Dory went to the gym. And while she went to the gym, I decided to order a cake. I was like, ah, no, I can't just order a cake. I'd feel so bad if I just ordered a cake. So I ordered a cake and a cake cookbook <laughs> from Milk Bar because it was a package. You get a six-inch birthday cake and Christina Tosi's book.
1: It makes sense, everyone, right?
0: And I was like, well, I won't feel like I just ordered a cake. Um, so I ordered the cake and the cookbook, which, uh, quite frankly, felt like a good value.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Marshawn, that might be great. what Matt is holding Matt back. Um, okay. Might be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, is, this question is for both of us. Yeah. My husband and I often think about when is the right time to have kids. Tuesday. We want kids. We are just having a difficult time figuring out who will take care of them since we both work full time. Not to mention I'm in school. I've been in school pretty much throughout our whole relationship. And after school, I want time to spend with just my husband and without my time being divided to deadlines and due dates of schoolwork mm-hmm. on the other hand we don't want to wait too long i'm 28 and he's 32 how do you two how did you two figure out when to have kids and how the kids will be taken care of while you work daycare family friends babysitter side note my husband and i also met online we met through a christian dating site
0: hot that's so hot you guys um
1: we, i mean we were kind of in a situation where it was sort of like all right we got to get moving on this because we got married when i was 38
0: and I was 30. I was 22. 32. I was 22 years old. 32. <laughs> Guys, I was 22. I was so, like, just so young. So hard now to be uh, 26. It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. no. Just kidding. I was 32. Dory was 90. And <laughs> uh, we needed to get moving on it. Biology really was our ticking clock. Yeah. Do I resent my wife for getting to have her entire 30s child free? a thousand percent so look we gotta go though cause the ticking clock of Dory's uh, ovariums yep so here we are here we are that kid's gonna be born I had four and a half years of my 30s what five and a half years yeah. and uh, quite frankly eh, did I waste them Mm. No, I got some pretty cool guitars. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Marshana, Marshana? I don't know how to pronounce your name. Um, Marsh. I would wait till you're. I would definitely wait till you're done with school. Totes. And I would also say, maybe just give yourself a year. But before that, you could always get yourself tested to make sure that everything's okay
0: totes double totes I'll say on that because
1: yeah. that way you'll know if you're fine waiting another couple of years
0: and when you know you know
1: yeah um,
0: that was nonsense that it, was. it was very sweet to say yes to be mm-hmm. saying when you know you know
1: um, and then how do we figure out how the kids will be taken care of while you work I mean we haven't totally figured that we out we have
0: not figured that out so we'll let you know
1: TBD alright this question is also for both of us Um, I remember a while back you two requesting to hear from people of different faiths. Yes, this is
0: a weirdly on topic for our previous before the break situation.
1: I am Christian and have a question about your religious backgrounds. You were both brought up in somewhat religious households. Mm -hmm. What changed in perspective? Just curious.
0: What changed in perspective? Well, my perspective changed. Um. Would you like to answer it first? Because I feel like your answer is less complicated.
1: I mean, I don't feel like I was brought up in a somewhat exactly. religious household. Um, Here's the
0: thing about uh, Jewish people who are practicing. None of them think they're that religious. But they all are. Everyone's mind just got blown. Mordecai knows what's up. Um... If he didn't skip past this at nine times. Well,
1: lead. he listens at 2.9 Yeah, or he missed something. that entirely. <laughs> Mordecai, <laughs> slow down. Uh, his wife might have heard it, though. I think she <laughs> listens at normal speed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I was always pretty clear that I wanted to raise my kid Jewish and Matt seemed like he didn't care.
0: No, I'm very on board with the Jewish child. You know, I just don't want Catholicism to be persona non grata. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You know, I think it's a situation too where maybe he goes to a, a shul, or um, we send him to a. I mean, he's going to have to go to shul, but like, is there an equivalent of a Catholic school for J- Jewish people?
1: There are Jewish day schools all over the place.
0: Okay, so maybe he goes to one of those, you know, or whatever. I weirdly, and this might be very confusing for him, but I weirdly would, uh, I don't know. It's very confusing. It's a thing where, like, I was so sure that I knew that I knew that it was fine. Mm. And then, like, now my brain's like, well, is it fine? I mean, Mm. that is very much responsible for part of what you were. And then I was like, well, you know. I did try to convert to Judaism when I was uh, like 11. Part of me really wanted a bar mitzvah. So I guess I could live vicariously through the kid. Hopefully his bar mitzvah is... Uh,
2: Off the chain. Red Sox
0: themed. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I didn't grow up in a particularly religious household my parents got more religious as they got older. I did go to church every week, uh, on Sundays. And, uh, you know, yeah, you know, Massachusetts and Dory could speak to this too, although she's from a very Jewish part of Massachusetts. I feel like Brookline has per capita, a lot of Jews compared to like, say, uh, uh East Cambridge or, uh,
1: they Berkline does but um, most I mean a lot of the kids I went to elementary school with were not Jewish
0: yeah Um, but like uh, so it's very very Irish Catholic in Boston I always felt left out of things because I wasn't Irish it's very I had a very I never fit that's my problem I never fit in anywhere or at least I felt like I never did Mm. I wasn't Irish enough for the Catholic people and I wasn't Jewish enough for myself (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, um, you know, but yeah, my parents are both very, my There's parents, a lot of
1: Italian Catholics in Boston.
0: Totally. And well, my mother, you know, is the, is half Italian. So, um, but yeah, so I went to, you know, we, we tried to go, I, tr- my mother tried to send me to the Immaculate Conception School in Lowell, uh, in third grade. And I, uh, was so, uh, hated it so much. I hated it. It was such a culture shock for me to go from public school to... I went from the Arts Magnet, which was downtown, to the Immaculate. Um, And just going from public school to Sister Cynthia hating me. Not only did I write with the hand of the devil, but uh, she never said that. Um, (laughs) But... Uh, I was not, uh, my attempt, my, my conduct was not conducive to their learning. So you
1: didn't like to stay quiet.
0: Oh, uh, no, I was always yapping, talking about something, making jokes about something. Uh, so I, you know, it just got progressively more annoying to her and, uh, became harder and harder to go to school for me. Uh, and then the time, I mean, I remember when my mother pulled me out of there, it was, I was fighting with her not to go to school one day so much so i was yelling so much in third grade at my mother in the morning that my nose started bleeding oh god and i think when that happened my mother was like okay he's not gonna go there anymore he hates it that much and then she switched me to then i went to the leblanc which was a middle school but uh and then there was i had to go to ccd and then, on high school in high school, I ended up going to Lowell Catholic high school um which was you know a couple of people from the Immaculate that I remembered were there uh but none of my friends from middle school were there, so you know but then that was a small group, good school, nice academics uh and we didn't we only went to mass as at in high school we only went to mass like as a school, maybe twice, three times a year. And it was during the week, and it got us out of class, so we didn't care. Um, but yeah, so that's that's how religious my background is. I was an altar boy.
1: I mean, this all sounds pretty religious to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was an altar boy. I, like, you know, I
1: did... Uh, Ten percent of this, and you said that Jews are so religious. And you—you
0: you're didn't go to temple every week.
1: Every week, no.
0: How often did you go? To just the high holidays. High holidays. Ugh, you're a fair. You're a. Well, I you're went a to. Fair Jew. I went
1: to. Um, when I was in high school, I went to confirmation class on Monday nights. You guys
0: have confirmation too.
1: reformed Jews do. Oh, interesting. Because they were copying Christians.
0: We had confirmation. Yeah, I did that. So I
1: went to Monday night school. So I went to
0: I would go to Tuesday. Night. Mine was Tuesday night. So
1: I went to I technically went to temple every week, but I didn't go to services every week.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we And
1: I didn't go to Jewish high school. We'd go. So you grew up much more religious than I did. So maybe
0: maybe that's maybe you're understanding a little bit of my weird trepidation that's happening uh here.
1: I am but it's interesting to me that you kind of thought that you didn't have that like for so long you 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 rejected catholicism you said I'm an atheist I like I never said I was yes, an atheist. Yes you did. Yes you did. You definitely did. No. God knows. <laughs> but you rejected catholicism.
0: I don't reject catholicism. I don't. I'm not I don't I'm not practicing. I'm not a practicing catholic. That's that's what I will say.
1: You never had an issue when I said I wanted to raise our kid Jewish. And I
0: still don't. Okay. But my issue is just that like you're... My issue, I guess, is like, oh, is it more important to me than I thought? It is. What if I'm having a real come to Jesus moment?
1: <laughs> oh, God. Now he's going to start going to church. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I almost you know, I've I, driven
1: him back Into the arms of the Lord <laughs> I almost
0: When I first moved out here I almost started going To mass in Pasadena uh,
1: I feel just like that's pretty was, common Well I was just was
0: like Looking for yeah. any sort of Thing I knew Right And I was like Well church is that, That's gonna be the same Everywhere I go It's kind of like Why I like Starbucks Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Starbucks is gonna taste church. like You know an Americano wherever I go It's the familiarity to it Yep you know, and 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 granted, Catholic Church has done some pretty horrible things over the I don't know two thousand years it's been around. Uh, yep. But it's also created some very cool things, like the Spanish Inquisition sketch on Monty Python. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Look. Uh, watch Spotlight. You know. You know. Apparently, I wasn't attractive enough. Whatever. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, you weren't troubled enough. You yeah. didn't come from a troubled background.
0: Uh, um, but look, I, I like I. I think I probably enjoyed going to Notre Dame more than you did. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when we were in Paris, I dragged Dory over. I don't know if it was dragged. You didn't drag me. She was kicking and screaming the whole way. She mm-hmm. was like, I'm only going if we go to this falafel place.
1: Okay. Moving on to Marshana's last anyway, question. Anyway, Marshana,
0: that's a, that's our that's our religiosities.
1: Um, all right. Last question. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm reaching. Excuse me. I'm reaching episode 108 soon and notice it jumps up to 202 after that. Yeah. Are the other episodes behind a paywall? No. I have a thing where I cannot start a podcast without listening from the first available episode to the most current, but I can't because I can't find the 94 episodes in between. Panic their way to access episodes 109 to 201
0: god i wish they were you should email her back i will email her back. please don't let her i know go she sounds like a completist don't go into it yes
1: i I will i will uh definitely email her yeah um one last note before i go i've never seen what you two look like i've been avoiding joining the facebook group or following we
0: look like the cartoon on the picture on
1: any social media to avoid spoilers of the podcast i also hear about how cute Bo is but i've not seen him either i can't wait to catch up Hopefully to good news. I love the podcast and how honest you two are. Glad I found this podcast and hope all is well. Best regards. Sincerely, Marshana.
0: Yeah, you should email her back. Uh,
1: I am going to.
0: I'm so worried about her.
1: I mean, you know, you can also log into the email and email her back.
0: I can't log into the email. It won't let me. What? Uh, My verification fails. So, yeah, I guess send me the password. Whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll log (laughs) in. All
1: right. Okay. It's from Trisha. Hey Trish. Uh she doesn't have children or personal experience in IVF. Agreed. She thinks she heard about us through a plug Matt gave on one of Doug Benson's podcasts.
0: That seems reasonable. Yep. I love the I love the weirdness of people finding us from such disparate things.
1: Totally um all right i'm writing i'm finally writing in because my life partner and i blech i know but we're not married and boyfriend sounds weird after 13 years are going to vegas for new year's oh boy
0: now we're talking
1: i saved the good stuff for the end what can i say mm-hmm. we're going to see tenacious d in concert nice
0: are they at the hard rock where are they and
1: i'm surprising him at christmas with pen and teller tickets as well
0: i've always wanted to see the pen and teller why don't show. we I've go i've never seen it
1: why don't we go? I'll see in Vegas? if they're around. They are around. I checked.
0: Oh, okay. That'd be fun. Cause I was like, maybe do.
1: Matt would like to see Penn and Teller.
0: I think I would like to see Penn and Teller at some point. Let's do it. I don't think we should do it this time. Why not? Well, you know, maybe I could do a matinee of that. I do want to see the new Beatles love. Weirdly. Like I've seen it twice already. Three times. I think but I've seen it twice. Uh, then I've seen it twice. And they they have like they've done some new stuff to it. But uh, that's just like whatever you could go uh, get a massage. I'll do that.
1: All right. We will probably be looking for a quick late night bite after the concert ends at midnight. But before our flight at five something in the morning. Yeah. Any ideas who might have something delicious after midnight? Oh,
0: I do. Uh, i would go to head over to the bally's uh hash house a go-go because that one is 24 hours
1: oh good suggestion like
0: after after the tenacious d fucking melts your face off uh with with the uh, jables and uh kyle gas um fucking just get some they good, could also do kyle, um uh, secret pizza at the cosmo yeah, but let me tell you about the secret. The, se- the true secret of Secret it's Pizza <laughs> is it's not worth it. <laughs> uh,
1: um, all right. Hash House the Go-Go. Hash Do it.
0: House the Go-Go. Check it out. I think it's honestly, I, but please double check and make sure that one's still open 24 hours. It's, I believe it is in Bally's. Okay. It's on the Strip. Not the one at the Rio. That one is on. Not 24 hours. Mm. Okay.
1: All right. It's from Sarah. She has a quick question. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what you think is the ideal age to bring a child to Disneyland and or Disney World. Someone
0: had an answer for that last week, right? About a three-year-old that they love bringing?
1: Well, their kids are 16 months apart in age. They're 16 months and a newborn, but we're Canadian and haven't been to either park, but are wanting to take our kids there at some point. Yeah. Any tips or recommendations would be appreciated.
0: Let me tell you, I went when my parents brought me when I was three. Mm-hmm. And I remember parts of it. Oh wow! I have that. I have early. I have that that early memory in my mm-hmm, head. Mm-hmm. Three years old. So, let me say, you think your kid's not going to remember it, but I think if you if three if three, then they're. I think they'll remember it.
1: I mean, I remember. I went to Canvey Lake Park. I think starting when I was two. Yeah. So I am saying Canvey like, Lake's
0: very different. Yes,
1: but it's still an amusement park. Look,
0: Canvey Lake might be better than Disney, you know, because of the Yankee Cannonball and the Corkscrew.
1: I would like to go back to Canopy Lake. I went uh, to the, the picture open?
0: of me. Did you see the picture of me on a on a carousel that popped up on this?
1: No. That's Canopy
0: Lake. I no. went with Joe not that long ago, a couple years ago. Yeah, it's still open. Okay. We got new rides, honey.
1: We got to go. Um, all right. This is our last email. This is from Katrina. Hi, Matt and Dory. I've been buying guitars for my left-handed musician husband, At Westwood Music for the last few years. Oh my God. Today I was purchasing him a lovely Gibson that just came in.
0: Beautiful Gibson J45 early, maybe?
1: I told Mark, who works at Westwood Music, I hope my husband likes this. I'm trying to talk him into having a baby with me. Oh. Mark said, Well, you've actually bought guitars from this seller before. Interesting. Went through my purchase history. (laughs) He said, Funny you mention it. He and his wife are having a baby in April, I think. We are. And he mentioned you're a television writer. Uh Uh-huh. I got in the car to go home and called my sister to tell her about the new guitar and what Mark had said. She said, Oh my God, Katrina, Matt and Dory, you're buying guitars from Matt Myra. I'm screaming (laughs) turns out she's a huge fan of your podcast
0: oh that's very sweet
1: anyway i know that's a bunch of tmi i just wanted to drop a line and say hello and congrats i look forward to listening to your podcast and probably buying more of your guitars you probably will katrina uh
0: first of all katrina you've done great by your husband let me say you bought a couple years ago you bought a great les paul with a nice gold bigsby on it that i put on myself that i put on with um a vibramate so, guess what? That can come off without any problems because the, it, I didn't screw it into the body. So, you're welcome. A. B, you just got him a beautiful Gibson J45 early, which was before they started doing the reissues, um, the historic reissues. It's like from the late 90s. And that guitar, I was so worried about that guitar when Dory was like, you got to sell some guitars. That one I bought from a gentleman. Named Jim, who had lost the ability to play without pain, um, and he, you know, when he sold it to me, it was under the understanding that he'd give it to a good home. So, you know, I told Mark about these guitars that I was thinking about selling, and he and he said, "Oh, I think I might have someone who's interested in a Gibson acoustic." And I said, "I need to know if it's going to be going to a good." <laughs> I like literally, I was like. But is it going to a good home? Because I, I, I promised this guy, and I don't want to let this guy down, even though I have no way of contacting that guy. Um, and he was like, you know, actually, it's the, I think this woman might have, uh, she buys a guitar for her husband at Christmas. She's a lefty. I was like, wait, did she buy my Les Paul? He's like, oh, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but it's a good home. And I was like, okay, then I will, I will bring it in. And I'm hap- I'm very happy and delighted that your sister is a fan of ours and that um, I hope your sister's listening to this part because your your sister spelled my name so weird I loved it. M-O-I-R-A. Moira.
1: That meant, I think that was how Katrina transcribed it. She talked to her sister on the phone and her sister said Matt Myra and I think Katrina thought she said Moira.
0: I love it. It just doesn't matter. I enjoyed all of it. And I sent that... Here's how sweet Mark is. I sent that email to Mark. I screenshotted and texted it to Mark. And he uh, called me immediately. Aww. Immediately. Because he thought that I sent it to him because I did that he did something wrong.
1: Oh. And I was
0: like, no, no, Mark. I loved it. It was great.
1: <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, that brings us to the end.
0: Westwood Music, by the way. If anyone out there has never or has been looking for guitars in L.A., Wow! Look at this. This used to these lines used to be back here that aren't there anymore. They've all faded away. Oh yeah. I think that's before we lived there. Nothing is in the back. Mm. Anyways, an old picture of our house just showed up on my screensaver. Uh, what was I talking about? Guitars. Yeah, but uh, yeah. If you've uh, if you're a guitar player, uh, Westwood Music. You know, I live uh, I live for those guys. They're great david over there had i had him do a refrit on my 65 fender stratocaster took him uh it was a pesky situation but he nailed it when he finally got it done i gotta tell you it plays like a dream so if you're looking for repairs and you're on the west side of los angeles head over to westwood music if you want to buy something go to mark if you want to mark is such a good player and and a great guy and I just love those guys so much. And if you want lessons, go to Jonah. He used to give me lessons when I used to have no job. Anyway, back to Dory.
1: Well, that brings us to the end. All right. Um,
0: <laughs> Over nine hundred hour podcast. Every time we sit down with the, ti- I feel like the timer has affected us in a weird way, where we now don't do it in the amount of time we want. <laughs>
1: Well, I feel like I get mixed messages from you because if
0: I like talking, Sometimes, if it's too
1: short, yes, you, I want you, the fans you get upset
0: to get what but they then want.
1: there seems to be some sort of, you know, tipping point where, where my
0: eyes light up and you, I'm like, this is great. Let's keep going. Or
1: you've decided no, where you've decided it's too long. <laughs> and it's and there and it's like a five minute window well,
0: I mean that's you know eh, whatever we'll figure it out. I have some stuff to cut anyway
1: um all right, just a reminder, you can support us on patreon, get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com dot slash and adventure. And you immediately get the back catalog if you. So
0: there's a ton of episodes there's sitting ton there. A of episodes. If you're worried about the holiday dearth, we're not having an episode next week.
1: Just pay five bucks. Uh, pay five bucks can, and,
0: and and get that back catalog. Yeah. Pay ten bucks if you want the entire back then catalog. You get a lot. Done. Uh, so you uh, one of the perks is if at five dollars or above, you're going to get your name read each month. Here we go. We're going to uh, if you join. The, we're reading this month, we're reading last month's, so essentially if you're joining in December, have a listen in January. And now, Dory, are these adjusted so that we are no longer, we're not reading any more names because we have no episode next no.
1: week. Oh, no, we have no episode next week, but we have one more episode in December. Perf? Yeah. Act. Oh, yeah, but we, we said we don't have an episode next I week. I think right? early on. Yeah, we said at the top of the show. All right. Sarah Rystad Long,
0: Sarah Bury, Sarah Lewis, Sarah Swift, Sarah Yim, Sasha B, Sherry Olson, Sarah K. Siri, K Gasky, S J V, uh, Sophie S,
1: Stephanie Thompson,
0: Stephanie Azar. Sorry, that's Stephen Azar. <laughs> I'm just like I'm half. I'm reading uh, Stephen, Susan. Susan on. Fisher, Tanya Devidova
1: Tanya Kirschenman,
0: uh, Tara Robstad, the Holterman Clan, the Kembles
1: Tina Rowdio.
0: Uh, tyne ludwig tracy jury uh tracy mm-hmm. krauser
1: victoria d
0: wendy nielsen
1: sandy berry
0: alexandra faye
1: Allie charlie's mom
0: uh allison st louis
1: amanda lanceter
0: amanda schramm
1: amy Bondison. andrea ann k
0: Ann appleton clayton
1: anna warley Ann vincent anonymous anonymous ashley wager
0: bertha crowley
1: brooke mcintyre brian gusky carolyn
0: casey i'm sorry cassie joe casey joe
1: Catherine Field Chadwin Chelsea Rosger Christina CL Claire Dealey Claudia Clay Lenoir Dana Larrick uh,
0: Danny Cav
1: Danielle Nusiforo Dean Wilson Deanna McLean Eliza Elizabeth Ellen Elliot Anaya
0: (laughs) You sounded like you said Elliot Elliot
1: Elliot Anaya Emma Summer. Gita Drury
0: Greer Watson
1: Holly Purpura
0: Jackie Spagnuolo
1: Jane Ennis
0: Jane Colati.
1: And Jeff and Marnie.
0: All right. So uh, enjoy your holiday with everybody. Uh, Mazeltov, Mazeltov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just can't wait to uh, see you on the other side, guys. Yep. Oh, man. Next time I talk to you, I'll have been off work for a week.
1: And we'll have done the purge.
0: How relaxed will I be?
1: Oh my god! How
0: will the purge go? Will we kill each other? Tune in. Um, no, thanks everybody. We'll see you next. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks before the end of the year. Yep. Get your emails in. Tell us how your holiday was. Did anyone surprise you with a guitar from me? Okay, bye.